Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Panthers will play game number two, fake game number two. And joining us to talk about it, my friend, the one and only Julian Council, Locked On Panthers podcast. All right, sir, I will start with you in this way. Will the Panthers score against the Giants? Yes, I do think that they'll score. <laughs> Why did you the hesitate? Giants. Why did you hesitate? You're not sure. I, um, I, I, I imagine they'll score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they'll score. Why? Why not? Right. I think they'll score too. Um, the like, it goes without saying, right? The the bigger problem for them against the Jets was that, A, the Jets played a bunch of starters, Jets have an amazing defensive front, and the Panthers' offensive line did not do very well. The Jets actually didn't play a bunch of starters, though. That's the problem uh, that a lot well, of people had. had, had enough, the they offense. had enough starters in there. Uh, I mean, they played guys like Jermaine Johnson, who's the first-round pick out of Florida State a year ago, who didn't play that much. They played a guy, Bryce Huff, who was their third-down pass rushing specialist last year and had a pretty big impact. And that was a key gift for the Jets to keep him around this offseason. So they have a, a lot of depth there mm-hmm. in the defensive line. I don't think there's a better defensive line in football other than probably what they have out there in San Francisco now that Javon Hargrave is over there after being in Philadelphia the last couple of years. Like the Panthers aren't going to face a defensive line that good. But you go back and watch that Hard Knocks episode, and I'm not someone who watches Hard Knocks. It's the same crap every year. Yeah. It's not all that interesting. But because the Panthers were up there and they had joint practices with the Jets, I wanted to check it out. And when Quentin Williams, I don't know how reliable a source he truly is, but you can see that he was dominating the interior guys, whether it was Brady Christensen at left guard or whoever was playing there at right guard. He had a day. He claims he had 10 sacks. I guess Aaron Rodgers counted one more, so 11 sacks that afternoon. <laughs> it was very clear that he was mauling those guys, which is to be expected. But when he doesn't play on Saturday and you still have issues at right guard and in the interior – then, yeah, that's not a good sign for this Panthers team. Now, overall, I don't think it's time to panic just yet with the offensive line. I still think Ike Aquanu, who did have a pressure they gave up there to Solomon Thomas on that first play, I still think he'll be good this year at left tackle. I still think Bradley Bozeman at center will be good for them as he was last year. And I still think Taylor who's been really only rival off the line in the last five years, I still think he'll be a good player for them at right tackle. I'm less so sure when it comes to left guard, and in right guard, I'm not certain at all. I believe that will probably be a season-long issue, even when Austin Corbett comes back, just knowing how difficult it is for a player to get back to the level that they played at previously after suffering a significant injury like an ACL tear, which he suffered back in Week 18 in that win against the Saints. Julian Council is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show Lockdown Panthers podcast. Uh, and a, a big Liverpool fan. I don't know. We're probably not going to have time to talk about uh, uh, Endo, our new defensive mid. Um, but the Panthers had. Glad we own... have one. Yeah, we need somebody. We're going to call you next. Uh, the the Panthers also weren't healthy. I mean, you mentioned Corbett, right? Uh, they've they've got other missing pieces along that offensive line. Uh, and it, again, I think we agree that it's kind of too early to, to to panic, even though it didn't go well. 
But they also yeah. have to get healthy on that front. Yeah, they do. And I know there's a couple guys that sat out that weren't on the offensive line. I think a lot of it right now is just precautionary because you look at last week, even like the Jets didn't have Garrett Wilson out there. I think Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner had missed one of those days yeah. because in August, you're not trying to risk these guys' health. And I thought it was interesting, too, when watching Hard Knocks. I had no idea the Jets practiced, uh, practiced on Thursday. Um when the Panthers didn't because they were supposed to have two days of joint practices and Frank mm-hmm. Wright called it up because of the weather and the Jets still went out there and they were practicing out in Gibbs Stadium. So I was surprised by that and I don't know if that should say anything about Reich and his staff, but they probably felt like they had gotten enough out of the, the joint the day before and they had gotten enough out of training camp. Why not? They don't want to risk the health of those guys. But offensive line-wise, yeah, they have some issues with Austin Corbett where he's going to probably start the year off on pup. I'd be mm-hmm. surprised if he's not. That's going to get him out for the first four weeks of the season. And then even after that, I have a hard time seeing him coming back until the second half of the season. And then when he comes back, I expect him to be the same player he was last year when he was Panthers' highest-graded offensive lineman, according to Pro Football Focus. You got a guy right now in Kate Mays who's supposed to be sliding in that right guard. He looks like he lost that job, at least right now, as Chandler Zavala is probably going to start tomorrow night at right guard, the fourth-round pick at NC State. And he's probably the favorite to be the right guard. So you have um, Mays with that neck issue. And then Cam Irving, I know he got hurt on Saturday, so he's a little banged up and who knows if that's going to be something that they got to be concerned about. So, yes, they have some issues on the offensive line in terms of health, but really the main issue is Austin Corbett being out and yeah. trying to find someone there at right guard. Julian Cancel was joining us here. I think you and I talked going into last season about still not – I mean, the skill position players weren't all there in terms of the wide yeah. receivers, the pass catchers for a guy like Bryce Young. I think they're clearly better. But I and this is saying without a DJ Moore talent on the field. Um, uh-huh. But uh, you know, depending on what happens with Terrace Marshall, I know he was carted off the field uh, from practice the other day. Aside from that, I mean, I think they're okay at receiver, but I don't know that they're you know above average. At How do you look at that? I know we have nah. Hayden Hurst, the tight end. So No, nah, definitely, they're definitely not above average. I, I look at this from, if we're looking at last year going into the season, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, those two guys combined better than what they have right now. Mm-hmm. The problem was they didn't have someone that could get the guys to football, and then, of course, they traded Christian, and now DJ's in Chicago. Like the second half of the season when Christian was off to San Francisco – Robbie Anderson, at least that's what he was known back then, was off to Arizona (laughs) to do absolutely nothing. It was DJ Moore and then Terrace Marshall, who still was up and down in those final 11 weeks of the season when they actually wanted to throw the football a little bit. I know that first game when Wilkes took over against the Rams, they wouldn't let him walk through the ball last line of scrimmage. But the final game, they did have a semblance of a one-two punch. They were mainly DJ, a little bit of Terrace. So when you look at what they had in the final 11 weeks – and you look at what they have now, then certainly it's better. But Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, um, Miles Sanders, and DJ Chark, I don't think that combination is better than if they still had Christian McCaffrey in DJ more like they had to begin last season. But I do think there's more options yeah. this year than they had at all a year ago, which I would agree with you. And, and when it comes to options, 
there's more options because they're gonna get after, they're gonna throw the ball a lot to Adam Thielen. You're gonna see him throw the ball a lot to Hayden Hurst. Yes. You're gonna see him throw the ball a lot to DJ Chark. Like there's already been a good connection mm-hmm. with him and Chark. That being Bryce Young uh, throughout the, the training camp so far, didn't get to see a lot of it in the 11 snaps on Saturday. Hopefully we get to see more of it tomorrow night when they play the Giants up there at MetLife Stadium. So there was those three options. I do think Miles Sanders over the last couple of years. It's not like I watch a lot of Eagles games. But you look at his rookie numbers. Got the ball out of the backfield a lot. Yeah. Don't know what happened the last three seasons. I think that's an element that they would like to see. Even Raheem Blackshear, who Thomas Brown, the OC, touted last uh, on Tuesday as somebody who they could use on third down in that situation. They have more options for their quarterback than they had last season. But are those options better than the, the, com- the com- combination of McCaffrey and DJ Moore? No, but it's better to have five than to only have two, which they only had to begin last season. Yeah, I, I really love what Hayden Hurst can do for this team. They haven't had a pass-catching tight end. Uh, since the Fox broadcaster uh, was here. And then the last couple of years of Greg Olson, uh, he was in and out of the lineup with a broken foot too much. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking about somebody who may be in the Hall of Fame uh, in a few years. By the way, is it Meta World Anderson now? What is Robbie's uh, now his official name? Is it uh, World I'm, I'm confused. I think it was – I had first read reports that it was Chosen Anderson, Chosen. but now I'm seeing that it's Robbie Chosen. I have no idea. <laughs> all, all I know is all the reports I've seen out of Miami is that he's still not doing anything. He's still hey, Robbie Anderson. Paid him. I mean, yeah, that's he's, the, he's, the Jets well, had nobody, and the Jets couldn't wait to get him out of town. That should have told everybody everything. All right, we never talk about well, we questions on the defensive side of the ball. So let's end here. Yeah. Let's end on the defensive side of the ball. When you look at them defensively, what are your question marks? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I mean, health, of course, at corner is always a question mark. Uh, J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson, unfortunately, have shown the last two seasons and really last three for Dante, although he battled through that turf toe back in 2020. They've just shown that they cannot be relied upon to to stay healthy for the majority of the season. It's bad luck. J.C. Horn talked about it. It's not like I've had a bunch of breaks and all that kind of stuff. Now, Dante's coming off the worst injury that he could have had with that Achilles. I thought he looked pretty good in the uh, small sample size that we saw of him on Saturday. He looked quick. We'll see more of him, I think, uh, tomorrow night. So that like, the health of those two guys, I think, is a big question for me and the depth behind them. So far, Keith Taylor and C.J. Henderson, by all accounts, had a good training camp. Uh, they looked fine on Saturday in the preseason. But we've seen the last two years, when called upon, those guys have not been good for the Panthers. So hopefully, with time and age and a new coaching staff, that they have gotten to a point where they can be relied upon if and potentially when you see J.C. Horn or Dante Jackson go out. So that's a big question for me. I think they're good at safety, inside linebacker, now that they brought in Deion Jones, mm-hmm. the emergence of uh, Kamu Gray Hill. I think that's a pretty 
solid spot there. Bringing in Justin Houston to be your other outside linebacker opposite of Brian Burns. That's going to allow a guy like Marquise Haynes, who needs to get healthy too, by mm-hmm. the way, with that back issue. That's going to allow him to be able to rotate and not be called upon to be that key starter like he was a year ago where he had a career year with five sacks, but that's pretty much who Haynes is. So now I have Houston, who had nine and a half sacks last year with Haynes, Burns and allowing like DJ Johnson and Anamari Barnett, who I think are in a good spot to make roster to kind of lo- learn, grow, and develop. That's a better situation for them at an outside linebacker. But really, it's just going to take some time. I know the offense didn't look good typically at this point in time in the, uh, in the preseason training camp, however you want to look at it. The offense is usually behind the defense. We saw that with the way they performed last week um, on Saturday against the Jets. But the defense, they weren't great in their own right. We need to see more depth out of them, but also they got to understand the system. This three four defense throughout running here. It's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to really mesh. So if it's struggles in the early part of the season, I wouldn't be surprised by that, but I do expect them to be in a better spot by the time we get to like week five or six, then the offense will be just knowing that the offense is a rookie quarterback and the skill positions, there's some questions there, and of course they're operating with a new system. So not a lot of questions defensively. I do I think it will be good a good unit. I just am gonna ask people to be a little bit patient early on to start, just knowing that this <laughs> is a new scheme here. with new players coming into it. They all got our kind of match. You know better than that. Nobody can be patient. <laughs> we, the tenth of uh, of September in tenth of September in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a must win. Yep. It's a must win. Uh, well, Frank Reich, he's playing the starters in the preseason because there's urgency to get this thing going early, knowing that they have to do two divisional games. So I give right. him credit for going out there and saying, "Hey, I know we play Atlanta, then New Orleans. We got to win those games." So. I mean, going one and one the first two weeks would be great. Uh, oh, and two that that's not acceptable at all. But one on one, I think that's what people should hope for and should absolutely sign up for if that's what happens. Are we going to beat Bournemouth on Saturday? Uh, I, I, I yeah. would hope. Yeah, I would hope <laughs> they have enough firepower, and <laughs> I don't. I don't think you need a holding midfielder against Bournemouth. No, 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 no. Be good. Again, Julian Council could be lining up at the six. For uh, for Liverpool, Julian Cancel, Locked On Panthers podcast. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Always talk to you soon. Uh, care Adam. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.